0: So I think we can start. So uh, though it is true that Shrivindo, it's it's a kind of Vedanta, if you want to put it like that, if we use the term word in the sense that Vedanta means the end of knowledge. But in Shrivindo's view, the ultimate knowledge is that which does not discard the. Staircase through which you have climbed to that ultimate knowledge but takes it, embraces it and that is what he says that with Buddhism that's where the problem is that there is the Nihil at least the way it is understood that's not how Buddha may have meant it but you end up to a point where from the last rung of the stair you enter into a void leaving the staircase unsupported from anywhere Because what is it which is the basis? So, this is one of the biggest problem with the teaching. And truth must be able to take everything into account and reconcile it. It cannot reconcile if it says it doesn't exist, it is illusion. So, when Sri was asked to say what is his Vedanta, he said, well… You can't put a name, but if you have to put a name, it is realistic Advaita and not a illusionist Advaita. Meaning thereby it must take into account everything. But there are two ways of taking into account everything. One is that the world moves in its own way with its own mechanisms, both physical, material, and psychological. Material mechanism is jadaprakrati. And psychological mechanisms through which we bring in the law of karma, which is constantly churning us up and down and up and down. It's like a roller coaster ride. What is God to do with it? Nothing. What is he doing? In some philosophies, he is watching the play. Not a very good thing, huh? It's almost like it's pretty bad, huh? Roller coaster ride, you vomit, you faint. He is watching the play as a witness. and in some other they give God a little more humane no he is not just watching time to time he intervenes also when you are in a bad shape or some souls he will intervene and take them out what about the others well they are condemned till they also turn towards so the whole thing if you look at it it's If you go to its bottom of that kind of thought it can sound very cruel if that is the reality of the divine that this world has come into existence he doesn't own it the souls have come out of it him he doesn't really own it except a few from time to time he comes to take them. So this is not reconciliation. So Shiva Bindo gives us the Sense of what really reconciliation would be. On page 29, this is a new chapter, reality, omnipresent, and the main problem he is taking up here, because in the Life Divine chapter, he will take up the problem, but see it from this standpoint of our experience, and the experience that is shown there. If one knows him as Brahman, the non-being, He becomes merely the non-existent. If one knows that Brahman is, then is he known as the real, in a sense, tayatriya upanishad. Now this to understand it in a very simple way, he becomes non-existent. So in a very interesting way Shri at one place says, well, those who are seeking after nirvana… So, when you reach there, they don't realize, there will nobody to celebrate that you have reached nirvana because there is no more, the ego self is gone. So, unless you say there is an individual soul which traditional Buddhism doesn't accept. I'm, again, I am not saying what Buddha said, the way it has been understood. So, there is no I, so who gets nirvana and who benefits from it and who really experiences nirvana. And the mother put it with a even more subtle sense of humor. She says, well, if God wanted only nirvana, there would have been only nirvana, nothing else. There would have been no creation. So, there are different ways, schools of philosophy, they divide this world and that, that becomes, uh, I don't know, sasura, no, Babul Gagar, this becomes sasural, This is this is how we have started neglecting the Sasural because we have been taught the Babul Kagar original is divine, uh, my Maika is divine And this sasral is a horror <laughs> nightmare <laughs> When can I run away from here, this is not fair <laughs> Sasural also must become like Maika, which is what every girl wants to do She will come by saying, ki, yes it is my sasral, and she will adjust to it And you are very happy that she has adjusted don't underestimate the power of a common woman <laughs> gradually she is tweaking you till one day the sasural will become like her maika that's what the original thing and then you won't know the difference <laughs> so that's what you have to reconcile the two and you cannot just discard so there is a beautiful many of these mahamantra lines On page twenty nine, true reconciliation. Okay, few lines below. A compromise is a bargain, a transaction of interest between two conflicting powers. It is not a true reconciliation. And it applies to everything, including interfaith dialogues. It's you've not really understood each other you have simply simply conceded to each other that's a compromise you do your bit we do our bit it cannot last but true reconciliation is when we understand each other otherwise it's like husband and wife they form uh, adopt different ways one of them is you have your space i am my space it's a healthy rec- let me tell you it's a healthy way of living you have your life i am my life at least we don't fight So, it's a good way. But this is not really reconciliation. (laughs) But better than perhaps let's separate. This is one of the solutions. I'm not suggesting anything. (laughs) The second is, which is better? Understanding each other. Now, that is very difficult. It takes lot of love, deep… Okay, why the person is the way one is. Totality, not just a fraction. And the other, then there is a reconciliation. So here Shervinda says that compromise is a bargain. True reconciliation proceeds always by a mutual comprehension leading to some sort of intimate oneness. That's what happens in husband life uh, and wife. who have lived together for long and gone through all the upheavals. Then if, uh, you know, the man is behaving in a cranky way and people around what kind of a person he is, the wife will say, no, no, don't worry. He's basically hungry, you know. I'll give him something and he'll be fine. She knows what the person is really wanting and expressing it this way. Similarly, if the wife is a rude guy, so you're not saying you are so angry, and he says, Okay, okay, I understand. Basically, you love, I have probably, you know, I missed out on this. So, this is how true reconciliation proceeds. But that requires a lot of patience. So, Sherbindo's uh, yoga, philosophy, or metaphysics requires a lot of patience. If we are looking for a hurried, one sided solution, it will not be there. So he says, Where we have to reach? Page 29, last line. We have found already in the cosmic consciousness a meeting place where matter becomes real to spirit, spirit becomes real to matter. How does that happen? For in the cosmic consciousness, mind and life are intermediaries and no longer, as they seem in the ordinary egoistic mentality, agents of separation, fomenters of an artificial quarrel between the positive and negative principles of the same unknowable reality. Normally, when we talk about life, we understand life as it is in matter. Mind as it is in matter. So mind is same with brain. Life is same with heartbeat and heart and the lungs. It is essentially matter. And matter is ultimately jad. Life is emerged randomly. Consciousness is emerged as a freak phenomena. So there is no link between material jad prakriti and that supreme reality. But when we enter the cosmic consciousness, then we realize that there are ranges and planes of consciousness. This was the complete system of the Vedic Rishis. One of that was there are different loks and there are loka beyond material lok. Bhulok, bhur lok, Swar lok, Om, bhur Swa. That's how it goes. Mahar lok and Brahma lok, all the loks, then a lok, <laughs> no lok. <laughs> I mean, you can't name. No. I mean, <laughs> Par lok, okay. Par lok. So we had all this system. And then below the bhulok also you have seven loks. The patal, sutal, atal. Why did they make it? If realizing God was the only thing, what was the point of this description? Because they knew the ladder through which consciousness climbs. So they knew. That's why the Gita puts very interestingly, the nora Brahman does not disturb those who do not know. Meaning thereby, the nora Brahman will not tell somebody, you know what... God is ultimate reality All this nonsense that you are doing When someone went to Swami Vivekananda I want to renounce So Swami Vivekananda didn't say Oh so nice Oh at 20 you want to renounce What a wonderful thing One more sannyasi, can Nothing He said what do you have that you want to renounce <laughs> He started questioning He said go earn 1 lakh rupees Then you come back and say that I want to renounce So you see there are stairs through which one has to climb which world experience gives you. That's why, how we become ripe. And when if we do, miss out, that way this uh, mother has organized this place such a wonderful way. You will have all the world's experiences. You can't jump. <laughs> it's the beauty the way this place is organized. But usually you have this jad and then you meditate and you will realize there. You miss out on all this staircase which so elaborately the Vedic Rishis had mapped out and showed window even more. So that if somebody is on step one, you don't tell the person jump to step five. Everybody wants to know how to go within, how to meditate. So first thing is, do your work well, with full concentration. Don't do it for any outer reward. See how Sri Krishna leads so beautifully. He doesn't teach a technique of meditation. Passingly mentions that you know, Nasika Agra. Why? Because if you do all that he has said, meditation will become your natural poise. That's the beauty. And today we have courses on meditation. Shri Krishna, he did not charge money, so you know we think. Book is available readily, Gita Press, Gorakhpur, even easier, cheaper. But that contains the secret. That I am leading you, but you have to go through the battle of life. You can't run away from it, because there are conditions, there are steps So he says cosmic consciousness reconciles them. There are levels through which the consciousness climbs. Levels through which it descends. All that he will describe in another chapter later. And then he says in the paragraph below on page 30. In the light of this conception we can perceive the possibility of a divine life for man in the world... Which will at once justify science by disclosing a living sense and intelligible aim for the cosmic and the terrestrial evolution and realize by the transfiguration of the human soul into the divine, the great ideal dream of all high religions. Practical example. So Someone asked the mother, Mother, should I take the medicine or I rely on your grace? Mother gave an answer, take the medicine and rely on the grace. Now you see, it's very interesting. In the course of terrestrial evolution, we have discovered ways and means. That too has been a discovery led by who else? But the divine. Intuitively opening the mind here, and the heart here, and suddenly you discover a jadi booty. then the activity. It's a long process. And that discovery helps. It has a dravvagon. That dravvagon helps the material substance. Of course, if you can completely open to the divine, it can do everything. But to believe that I am... Open in all the details and all the cells So that's why both can have a place See this is how they are reconciled And Shubindu says this in one of the letters He says you are living in that old paradigm Where you had either material reality or the spiritual reality Everything works together The man, the medicine, the faith, the doctor His uh, Sadawa face Matlab kya bolenhe, Gloomy face Makes you feel I am dead I mean, maybe hundred times, every time the doctor comes, the patient feels, why can't we have, he says, send the nurse, at least she will be smiling and I will feel happy. (laughs) I will feel I will be cured. Why? Because nurses will say very nice things. They will not say you are suffering from this titus, acute retino, ophthalmos, something, titus. Nurse will say, don't worry, you will be fine, doctor order a medicine you will take, eat your food, so you feel very happy and comforted. Nurses are a very important ingredient of healthcare precisely because they give, provide what doctors do not have the time to provide. I'm sorry, I know some of the doctor friends are sitting. But well, that's how it is. Because it's not just giving a medicine. Medicine has its effect. The doctor's inner state has its effect. The patient's faith has an effect. His will to live has an effect. Destiny operating through complex mechanism has an effect. Above all, the divine grace and its sanction. So, when we join these together, then it becomes one single. And we often say, Hey, your karma, poor fellow, he's suffering. And then to tell you had a heart attack because of your karma. You had an accident, not because the lorry fellow was unconscious, because your bad karma. Now imagine, lorry fellow is scot free. He hit you, but it's your karma. This is, this is a very summary way of understanding. Shobindo does not deal with that kind of thing, he gives us the full truth. So he says, then only we can have. And then the question comes, what, but what then of that silent self, inactive, pure, self-existent, self-enjoying, which presented itself to us as the abiding justification of the ascetic? That is also true. That I am neither this nor that, nor mother, neither mother, nor father, nor friend, philosopher, guide, nothing. I am Shiva, am Shiva, hum, Satchidanandu, He says yes that is also true experience He himself has had all these experiences So what about that Isn't that the highest Highest is that which can reconcile The lowest That's how the Isha Upanishad describes the highest He says They who uh, Worship or seek after The multiplicity alone they enter Into a darkness that we understand Multiplicity to me then it turns into because you know division okay or we enter into a confusing unity no 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 we are all same so that is another kind of idiocy you know we have forgotten everything else in between between this unity and the multiplicity there are many players you have to recognize them That's how unity is true After many stairs you climb toward the unity One can experience unity at life, at mind level All these levels Cosmic unity and beyond that In the transcendence So he says that how are we to reconcile Here also harmony And not irreconcilable opposition Must be the illuminative truth If the ascetic says What have I got to do with it There is no father, no mother, no India, no that's why Sri says, God laughed thrice at Shankara. And you know one of the stories, how he took sannyas. He took sannyas because his mother won't allow and there was, the system was, you have to take permission from parents and go for sannyas. So he, uh, some toy crocodile or I don't know, real, can't be real crocodile. Some toy crocodile, God himself, oh mama, mama, I am caught by the crocodile. Hurry, what happened? She's, she was very attached. He said, no, I won't give. He says, see, I am going to die, at least you now you tell me you take sannyas before I die. <laughs> Poor lady, she says, okay, okay. You can be a sannyasi because anyway she thinks he is going to die. Then he comes out and says, you have given the permission, now I go. But look at it, things are not as simple as that. When she dies, he comes all the way to give agni to his mother. He doesn't say that I have no mother, I have no father. He comes back. And gives Agni. This is a documented story. And that's why his knowledge is incomplete till he has learnt about Grahasti. That's why Mandan Mishra's wife, he says, no, no, you don't know Brahman yet. He says, of course, I have beaten your husband. He says, yeah, husband anybody can beat. You should take the challenge of the wife. (laughs) I know something which you don't know. What is it that I don't know? I know the Brahman. Yes, but do you know how Brahman operates between husband and wife? (laughs) She She cannot imagine. He says, okay, I really don't know, I admit, but I'll find out. So it seems he enters into a Raja's body, Parkaya Pravesh, for one month. He experiences what this worldly life is, then comes back, and then ultimately he writes Andhra Lahari, Lahari, and all these things, because he discovered the Divine Mother aspect, that feminine. So there is this totality of the world which one has to take into account. One cannot close the eyes and discard this entire thing as this is illusion. So, he is reminding us that and then he brings something very beautiful, very powerful that they are one Brahman in two aspects, page 31. Positive and negative and each is necessary to the other. It is out of the silence that the word which creates the worlds forever proceeds. For the word expresses that which is self-hidden in the silence who is greater vyas or mahabharat <laughs> are they different vyas will say all these characters you know they were inside me in the cosmic consciousness that is the experience that the duryodhan and bhima are inside me it's a very unner- it can be very unnerving experience you have to put them in the right place because if you don't do that there will be chaos initially many people go into chaos that's why they say can't change nature because the moment If one bursts into the cosmic consciousness, without preparation, one discovers that that Duryodhana is so outside in others, I have that ambitious fellow inside. And there is in me Bhima also. So the whole war tends to happen. So Vyasa brings it out beautifully in the form of a book. Does it finish all? No, after all that, he is still unhappy. And then Narad Muni says, I know why you are unhappy because you have not written the Leela of the Lord. In the entire Mahabharata, all that you said is about Krishna is apari me, measureless. That's the only way. You have not played fairly. You have not described Krishna. He says, Okay. So he writes the Bhagavad Puran, the story of Krishna. Then he feels complete. Now look at the story of Krishna. All through you see this worldliness and other worldliness go together. Exactly how Shabindo describes, he says, in my life, this worldliness and other worldliness have always been together. From the time I set my foot on the Indian soil, I found myself entering into other planes of consciousness and had those experiences of the beyond. At the same time, I never lost hold of this earthly reality. So that's how you see uh, this great uh, work, The Life Divine Comes from this integral living. So he says, page 31, Man too becomes perfect only when he has found within himself that absolute calm and passivity of the Brahman and supports by it with the same divine tolerance and the same divine bliss a free and inexhaustible activity. Sure, to sure, with though many of us, he was, he was asked how do human beings appear to that. Consciousness? He said, like cats and dogs, but look at his love and compassion. How a mother would sit with a child and explain, you know, then you that state of consciousness because everything is for the divine, equally important. And let me skip to that page because that's something I really want to read. I love that. So he says that, well, they are together being and becoming. Activity and stability So traditional yoga Seeks for the stable basis Of this movement So out of Prakarti it goes into Shiva On Shiva's breast Stays the eternal dance Then he says I have no need of this dance Shiva is enough for me But if Shiva throws us out You know that's how that story of Shringi I don't need prakriti. I don't need Parvati Parvati says okay I am withdrawing myself from you. And he collapses because there is nothing. So through prakriti we move towards Purusha. And having found him, we find the great union. So method of Vedanta and the aim of the Tantra. That's the whole basis of yoga. And this is the metaphysics for that. So, um, beautiful. On page 33. On page 33. Pure being is the affirmation by the unknowable of itself as the free base of all cosmic existence. He is the Ishwara, pure being. He is the one who Dharan Karta, that stable, last, beyond it you cannot go anywhere. He is pure being. There is nothing which is mixed there. Then what about non being? We give the name of non-being to a contrary affirmation of its freedom from all cosmic existence. So pure being upholds the cosmic existence. He is the Ishvara who holds all creatures. Non-being is free from all cosmic existence. They are not two. They are two poises of one reality. It's like when I am working, I am working and this. But... There are moments when you withdraw into the inner silence Then all this is They are one in two poises That's, That phrase will come again and again Being is becoming We have made a difference between creation and the creator But they are one reality Yes creator can transcend creation Vyas can always Vyas is always greater than all his writings But Vyas cannot disown his writings Because we will ask him Why did you have Draupadi Chirharan? Vyas cannot say, I am done with it. Vyas has to justify. He will say, you know what, I have to write a perfect epic. So, Draupadi Chiraran ensured that the Kauravas will be finished. I am sorry, Vyas doesn't speak of Draupadi Chiraran in Vyas' Mahabharata, but nevertheless, at <laughs> stake the Mahabharata, whoever, this is important. Because this is that's what we see in Shobindo's dream dialogue. Nirodha, that beautiful book, where he speaks to Shirvinda, he says, Why did you allow something like Dravdi Chiran? And he says, You see, it is that which tilted the balance of Dharma definitely in the favor of the Pandavas. And the Kurus were destined to be destroyed from that moment on. So you see, there are mysteries. So he says you have to read it in completeness. So, we have this, this is important because there are tendencies even now, when we talk about Ramayana. So, people say, no, no, Uttarakhand never happened. We don't need to do that. Even if it happened, you can reconcile it. Sambukbath never happened. It happened. But you have to find that greater reconciliation. We can't say this, all this is, you have to understand. That's how understanding is. Understanding doesn't come by discarding, whitewashing. But understanding equally doesn't come, we say it is there, but see how bad it is. Understanding comes when we understand if Rama is what he is and he kills the Shambhuk, he is not acting like a anti-Dalit fellow who is cutting his head. He who goes to Shabri, who is, probably her surname was Dalit, I don't know Shambhuk's surname. Somebody said he is Dalit, I I don't know, Dalits existed. (laughs) They didn't exist, by the way. Uh, so he who goes to her and says uh, So if he has killed Shambhu Why has he killed He is Rama His heart will have the secret Why does he kill Bali Bali also says the same thing You are Samdarshi. Why have you killed me And favoured Sugriv Is it not Adharma And then Rama explains to him You are talking of Dharma today Okay, I'll give you a few things about dharma So you see We have to look at a thing in totality That's what Sri does He doesn't shut his eyes That no, 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 it doesn't exist Your pain is an illusion or your karma Ultimately the responsibility goes back to the creator That is how in his grand synthesis He will explain Even pain and hell Shortcut to heaven's gate Made out of love and wisdom He doesn't say well Man you are responsible And he exonerates man He says as if he was consulted when the world was being made So this is where we say We see that how he Both are Two aspects of one truth Non-being permits the being Even as the silence permits the activity But this simultaneous negation and affirmation Not mutually destructive But complementary to each other, like all contraries, the simultaneous awareness of conscious self-being as a reality and the unknowable beyond as the same reality become realizable to the awakened human soul. If two people have to be in perfect harmony, make it a rule. One will speak, the other will be silent. That will make a good combination. Okay, so you can find one basis of harmony. If both are speaking, it won't work. If both are silent, it won't work. Okay, so there is the one who is in that ultimate highest poise, the second who is manifesting. See, the mother and Shubindo the ideal. What does the mother say? Without him, I exist not. Without me, he is unmanifest. For everything, she would go back to say, Lord, Lord. Whatever is given to her, she will place at his feet. Lord. And Shirobindo, whatever the mother has said. After that he would not change. Sometimes somebody said, Shirobindo sanctioned something it seems. And then he said, uh, but sir, the mother has said this. Oh, mother has said this. Then that, that is the final. That is the final. That's the basis of harmony. That is Supreme rest and supreme force coming together as one. And then he gives that example which I love. Thus was it possible for the Buddha to attain the state of nirvana and yet act pusently in the world, impersonal in his inner consciousness, in his action the most powerful personality that we know of as having lived and produced results upon earth. that admits that. The most powerful personality And yet impersonal nirvana He never said they are irreconcilable In fact at one place he says The yogin is a far greater creator We don't realize Because he can work with an inexhaustible energy And that truth guidance Which is not accessible ordinarily And on page 34 We recognize then that it is possible for the consciousness in the individual to enter into a state in which relative existence appears to be dissolved and even self seems to be an inadequate conception. That's what the Buddha experiences there in Savitri in great detail, Pursuit of the Unknowable. But then he adds, it is possible to pass into a silence beyond the silence, But this is not the whole of our ultimate experience Nor the single and all excluding truth When he was, uh, somebody asked him about uh, Shankara's view He said, what can I do? Nirvana came into me without asking me, may I sir? But then, after experiencing that all this world was floating like a cinema And quivering and vanishing What can I do if a new consciousness began to fill it? Both are true. So he reveals that this possibility of an entire motionless impersonality and void calm within, doing outwardly the works of the eternal verities, love, truth, and righteousness, was. Perhaps the real gist of the Buddha's teaching. The superiority to ego and to the chain of personal workings and to the identification with mutable form and idea. Not the petty ideal of an escape from the trouble and suffering of the physical birth, which is what we have made it out to be. Beyond the ego, to live in that self and then to act in the world. But very few can understand this uh, mother's uh, friend, what was the name I think? Alexandra David Neel. When she came to ashram, she met the mother. And... Uh, mother saw the Buddha there... <laughs> behind her. And she says, you know what? Buddha is all love and compassion. And she said, no, 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 no. He is in nirvana. He cannot be... <laughs> because this was a problem. Buddha cannot cannot be here near me anywhere. He is in nirvana. So we made nirvana... Mukti cut off from the world Moksha B That's why nowadays see these things have come Moksha even Zuka has a very nice Cake no not an advertisement They named one moksha And the other has made nirvana How much ever you may put it away It will enter the world through God knows what doors So every time you eat it's a very delicious cake You say moksha Now imagine the paradox, nirvana, it's everywhere, you can't help it, it is there in life, behind life, not that this is a good way to do it, (laughs) but to discover the white, calm impersonality and action in the world, this is the great secret that Sri wants us to learn. Same page, 34 below, We discovered that all affirmations are assertions of status or activity in the unknowable. All the corresponding negations are assertions of its freedom, both from and in that status of activity. So it's so simple. So I may be doing a certain work, and somebody may say he is bound. But equally, if I want, I can give up the work. So I'm not bound. So both, even in ordinary life, are always together. And it just, we look depending on how we look at it, of course this is the commonplace experience, but everywhere in life, we are bound and we are free together. And the greatest freedom, as Savitri defines, when death says, you go into freedom, why are you want to tie yourself to Satyavan? She says, what is that freedom which cannot be free even in chains? You want me to have conditional freedom? Being away from the world and then free? I am free, even in the chains. Not iron walls a prison make. That's how that great poet has written. I think Longfellow did. Iron walls don't make a prison. This see, inner state of freedom. So, then 35. The real monism, the true Advaita, is that which admits all things as the one Brahman. And does not seek to beset its existence into two incompatible entities, an eternal truth and an eternal falsehood. Brahman and not Brahman, self and not self, a real self and an unreal yet perpetual maya. So he says that this is what we have to remember and of course it doesn't mean creating confusion. All is Brahman, very good. Come snake, you are Brahman, you know. I'll put you and make you a pet, No. You know snake is Brahman, snake doesn't know it's a Brahman. (laughs) He'll bite you and your body doesn't know that it is Brahman. So the snake's bite will fall your body and then you will be liberated out of the body and probably the snake is killed so that then you can shake hands. See I told we are both Brahman. (laughs) But that's not what we are here for. Somebody you know in the cinema when you saw the lion... Roaring and he started running away, he said, but it's a film, he said, I know it, <laughs> lion, does. I don't know that the lion knows. <laughs> so we must understand that, you know, don't lose the measure. So each thing in its own place and that is what he reminds us uh, in the end. In last page we will go. And then once again, page 35, we will read that last two lines. For we cannot suppose that the soul entity is compelled by something outside or other than itself, since no such thing exists. To say that some shaitan or some, uh, what is it called, uh, some dark power came and you know, he brought these souls out of his grip, or maya came and it is something else. No, yes maya is there but it is his maya, that's how Shri Krishna Describes and that's why Sri says You cannot slay Maya You can slay Moha Maya is the Lord's Maya And of course Maya, Vidyamaya, Maya All that he will uh, Let's keep it for the later That's how he follows this scheme in the life divine Just like in the Gita First six chapters you will see everything in a Seed form The next six chapters develops them The last six chapters they are developed The same basic truths If you read the first six chapters, the same truths are there of bhakti, of jnana. Jnana, karma, bhakti, everything is there in a seed form. So similarly, right now, Sribindra is revealing in in a seed form. That's why we can complete one chapter in one sitting. But when we go later on, these chapters will be many more. Because basically here he is just throwing certain seeds. He will describe cosmic consciousness, at length, maya, hallucination, all the words he has used. Will come at great length. So, right now, page 36. If then the world is a dream or an illusion or a mistake, it is a dream originated and willed by the self in its totality. And not only originated and willed, but supported and perpetually entertained. He's not passing the buck to us. You may say that it's a dream and a bad dream, yes, but origin will be the oneself. Why it is, what it is, whether our values are assessing it correctly or wrong, that he will explain in the chapters to come. But we can't say that because this dream is not to my liking, so we want to make God, you know, uh, he must be excused, after all he is God. We say God is all good, wonderful, but this is not good. And therefore, we must leave this and go to him. But he will say, Hold on, this too is me. But I don't understand. He will say, Wait, read the life divine, I will reconcile how this too is me. And that will come towards the later chapters. Probably next February camp. And page 36 It is only our relative consciousness. Alarmed or baffled by the phenomena of evil, ignorance, and pain in the cosmos, that seeks to deliver the Brahman from responsibility. Bhagwan ka kam nahi hai? So, your karma, whatever it is, there are different ways of explaining. All these things exist, but not the way we have understood them. That's what he's saying. That all these things that seeks to deliver the Brahman from responsibility for itself. And its workings by erecting some opposite principle. Maya or Mara. Mara is in Buddhism. Conscious devil. (laughs) What a thing. Or self-existent principle of evil. Eternal hell where we can be condemned forever. There is one Lord and self and the many are only his representations and becomings. Then he says, if then the world is a dream or an illusion or a mistake... It is a dream originated and willed by the self in its totality. And not only originated and willed, but supported and perpetually entertained. Noag, the world, totality. So, if we go to a place, there is a place in Chennai, water park or some park, I've forgotten. So, in that, there is, apart from many sports, there is also the horror tunnel. Like Madame Tussard's Museum in England. There is also this horror tunnel. Some people have this... I don't know... What is that strange attraction? Har har So I was telling my host... I am not interested in... <laughs> there is enough horror in the world... <laughs> to experience this. No, no, no... If you have not experienced this... You have not... Ex- so he bought my ticket... Before I can realize... I was sitting in it... I said... As such... Madame Tossard's museum... Is a boring thing... Because it's too much hyped... Nothing... Our... In India... Artists make much more beautiful... Live things, but only we don't have that kind of organization, and on top of it, there is a horror show. But anyways, the point is horror is only one small little aspect. So when we see things in a totality, then we see, okay, pain is there. Let's say in, in human life, is everything only pain and suffering? Just because we have heard it, we'll say, "No, no, no, there are many happy moments. That's how husband and wife or two people they reconcile. Na. Dukhi diya hai kya, no, no, it's not It's okay, pain is also there. But many happy moments are together because we see the thing in totality. So he's using the word that when we see things in totality, it's a different vision. And then he says, the, Moreover, it is a dream existing in a reality and the stuff of which it is made is that reality. For Brahman must be the material of the world. As well as its base and continent. Who made this world? Brahman. From where? He can't say, oh I called somebody and he gave me mud tea and then I made. He has to say, out of myself I created mud. Who filled it with the contents? Me. How? He can't say I purchased it from that shop. He has to say, okay, I have of myself. So where is this confusion? You don't know how to see properly. I'll give you, exchange your glasses. You are wearing a different glasses. Having cataract from childhood, I'll do the surgery and give you the new glasses. Then you will understand my purpose, wisdom that operates in hell and makes our fall a means to greater rise. That comes later. But right now, we'll close with this. If the gold of which the vessel is made is real, how shall we suppose that the vessel itself is a mirage? Body is a mirage, it's unreal. Who made it? God made it. Strange paradox. He says, how can we do that? We see that these words, dream, illusion are tricks of speech, habits of a relative consciousness. They represent a certain truth, even a great truth, but they also misrepresent it. Just as non-being turns out to be other than mere nullity. Some will say nothingness, some will say everythingness. It's the way. So, Yajnavalka says, it's nothing. So, Sri was asked, he says, yes, because there is no speech with which you can describe. That's why it is said, the speech cannot reach there. But out of which speech is born. Mind cannot reach there. So, mind loses support. How will, how will it describe something which is beyond its bandwidth of comprehension and perception and observation? So, if you ask what is there, he says, I don't know, nothing. Nothing, nothing, no, no, something is there, <laughs> I don't know. But then somebody like Arjuna will say, show me now, what is that? And then he gives us the darshan And then we see the Mahabharata is Krishna. That figure in the battlefield is Krishna. And beyond the figure on the battlefield there is Krishna. And beyond the Vishruv, the cosmic being, escaping on all sides is Krishna. And Krishna is not this or that or this or that but the entire totality. So we'll meet tomorrow to continue further.